Hello and welcome to episode 83, episode 83 of the True Achievements Podcast. With me I have Jack. Hello. He's a little bit muffled, but hopefully we can sort that out in post-processing. Um, and that's not just his microphone. Dave, are you here? I'm here. And you're clear as a bell. Um, we will. We have just ordered a new mic for Jack, so uh, I should have done it before. Really, I'm priming everything, but I forgot to prime that. So, <laughs> if we were to record tomorrow, we'd be alright. But unfortunately, we're recording today, Jack, you'll just have to speak loud and clear. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, <laughs> oh, let's talk about what we've been playing, Dave. It's leapfrog. You've been frogging. You've been leaping. You haven't been frogging. That sounds disgusting. You've been leaping. <laughs> <laughs> you might have been frogging as well. I don't know what you go up to in Manchester. It's probably all sorts of having your dinner for tea and your tea for dinner and all sorts of confusing. Um, you, uh, Leapfrog's been cranking up a bit this week. It's yeah. got noticeably trickier. I've been doing, uh, Injustice 2 has got two and above ratio achievements just for finishing a fight in a particular way. In a particular place, which, yeah, or in a particular way, yes, yeah, or a particular time. time. Got yeah. weird ones, hasn't it? Yeah, they're not very hard. you just got to... So, I mean, I'm not particularly great at fighting moves, so it's just a case of learning the actual, you know, the combo. But obviously, these great guides on TA that tell you how to do it. So, and then this, then Farza as well. I've still got the DLC ones are really high in Horizon 3. So, been using those. Okay, cool. Using them mainly. So, um, let's have a quick chat about Injustice. I played it for a bit about a month ago, and I struggled a bit with it, to be honest. I quite enjoyed the concept of having like a vague sort of story mode because you don't really get any of that with fighting games normally but it was an incredibly long <laughs> I realised and there was achievement for doing half the story mode that I hadn't unlocked after about four hours I was like oh man this is one <laughs> long ass story mode for a fighting game because although it's sort of the pretense of a story it's really just a couple of little cutscenes in between normal fight but it's got some cool stuff hasn't it it's got some like the special moves and the animations are amazing for some of the stuff you can do in the game yeah, it's, it's really slick. Been playing it quite a bit with Will, who's obviously like a big comic book geek. Mm. So he's loving it all. I'm, I'm just kind of, I don't really pay attention to comics. Like I'll watch Batman movies and stuff like that. Mm. And so, the Telltales. So a lot of the stuff that was, and I didn't play the first one. So a lot of the stuff that was going on in the story just went straight over. And it's like, why is a, a goodie on a baddie's side here? And why is oh, a baddie yeah, exactly. on a goodie and stuff? But. Yeah, it was enjoyable. It was. It, it did grind on, though, like you said. It went on for hours. <laughs> so, um, I imagine Will's quite good. It was he. Were you playing against him? Was he handing you your ass on a plate regularly? Um, we've just been. There's one for doing 200. I think it, I don't know. It's 200 wins or 200 fights online. So we've just been, we've just been doing that. And he, but he, he probably could batter me, and he, like he, he has done a couple of times. But a lot of time he's been letting me do you know particular uh, finishes yeah. and stuff like good that. Yeah, he's a nice guy. Excellent. Any other ones from there? Oh, you've started playing the new Batman Telltale. Yeah, I played it last night. It's pretty good so far. It started pretty strongly, I thought. It, like, it carries on from the end of Season 1. So the problem was, though, because it's a while since I played Season 1, I couldn't remember some of the things that happened. Like, Alfred had an eye patch on for me, and I didn't. I couldn't really remember why <laughs> what I did last time. Yeah, I, don't, patch. I couldn't remember what I did last time to do it. But yeah, the story seems quite good. <laughs> it's in the eye of the <laughs> it was um, quite a quick timey, like lots of action, not like a, like you know, like a Walking Dead telltale game. It was yeah. quite a bit of action. But, yeah, seems like a strong start. Looking forward to seeing where it goes. Okay, yeah. So you haven't quite. F- oh, you have finished it. Two hundred tunes. Yeah. 
Yeah, finished. Um, our review um, went up yesterday, I believe. Mark's review went up yesterday. He gave it four out of five, and he really enjoyed it and was looking forward to seeing where the rest of the episodes lead to. So check that out if you are a Telltale fan or a Batman fan. I think you'll enjoy it either way. Right, let's talk about Pressure Overdrive, which we streamed. <laughs> third time. Third time. Third time's a charm. Uh, we have just tried to record this section of the podcast three times, and this is the third attempt. So um, we're quite versed in it. We'll be able to rattle through this now. Pressure Overdrive is a top-down, vertically scrolling two-player couch cup uh, shooter in which you're in a car and you drive up the road, and it's quite annoying. Yeah, <laughs> you can upgrade your car a lot. Racing game meets twin stick shooter, but badly. Um, badly, yeah, badly. Um, quite grindy. Yeah. Normally, if I play a grindy game on my own, I give up quite quickly. But playing it co-op makes a huge difference and makes it more enjoyable. That wasn't the case with this game. It was still just really grindy. Yeah. So you're pretty much on a path. You're moving vertically up the screen. There are other enemies and vehicles, and you can either bash into them or shoot them with weapons to try and kill them. Each other has a weird scoring system, which doesn't seem to add up in any way. <laughs> You get five stars for something, but if you get four stars, it's like worse than three stars, seemingly. And uh, yeah, yeah, avoid. We won't go into too much detail. We got two achievements rated. We didn't even give us achievements quickly, and we were good at it as well. Um, two achievements for eighty Gs in the hour. Let's move on to something that was a lot more fun. Uh, Unbox, Jack, you had some fun with this game. Unbox Newbies Adventure, yeah. So this was a little bit kind of action adventure game, and you played a box. Yeah, <laughs> first game I've ever played where I played cardboard. So it was a little bit goat sim esque in all. Yeah, it did have that vibe. Mm. So you're literally rolling a box around, kind of corners of a box change. Oh, it sounds like we're recording this on Halloween. Or it's like bright sunny day here. What I said, the owl in our office. Jack, what are you doing out there? Ah, <laughs> uh, wildlife. Going back. It's like Springwatch. There'll be yeah. a badger wandering through here. Bill Hardy will turn up. Is it still alive? Good old Bill Hardy. He's a legend. Uh, yeah, <laughs> cardboard boxes and stuff. Yeah, and it, it did have a very. I totally agree about Goat Simulator. It did feel like that. It was like the the camera pans quite dramatically quite a lot of the time. Yeah, it, felt, but it, it felt a lot more polished. I would say the though. controls felt clunky in the same way as well because obviously controlling a goat is difficult, but a box as well. You've got corners and because you're trying to roll a cube, it it just kind of went in some weird directions at times. But it's what you'd expect. Yeah, it had a really interesting mechanic for jumping. So you could jump once with your box, but inside your box there were other boxes. It's kind of like a Russian doll nested boxes. And if you jumped, you could then push the RB button to unbox yourself and jump another box out of a box you're in. And you could repeat it six jump. times. Yeah, effectively double jumping, but you could do it up to six times. So septuple jumping. Oh, look at that. Pull down. Nowhere. Yeah. jumping. That should be the strap line for the unbox. Um, the interesting thing was that those boxes are also lives. Mm-hmm. So if you unbox yourself right to the number six, yeah. if you hit anything, you, you die effectively and go back to the last checkpoint. So it was a very cool mechanic and you could pick up spare boxes as you as you wandered around yeah. or rolled around the map. We, um, um, we we played it for an hour and it felt like we only kind of scratched the surface of the game. We went into the first 
world called Paradise Isles. And I think we got about six or seven of the 18 stamps in that level. Yeah. And then we Yeah, there's like mini missions, aren't there, mm-hmm. which for which you earn a stamp. Yeah. Um which you can then post yourself to a different world <laughs> when you've got enough. Yeah. Uh, it's quite it's quite a charming game. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, a few a few graphical and um control glitches and camera issues. Mm-hmm. Uh but fun. Uh, we both enjoyed mm-hmm. playing it. Get that achievements quite nice as well. There's a good spread of them. I was just about to say that, yeah, we got six achievements for 265Gs, but as you say, we were only really probably halfway through World 1, so I imagine they will dry up slightly as you as you get further in the game. But we were specifically going for some some quite fun ones to go yeah, for, like unbox yourself 100 times or 200. In fact, wasn't it like 216 well, times? Very weird number. Yeah, collect um, 200 golden tapes on every level as well. Oh, yeah, lots of collectibles. Um, but I really enjoyed it. It's probably the highlight of... Um, that week for sure um, cool cool third person action adventure game uh, then we played uh, Neverwinter we did our regular stream for that in fact we did our first ever co-stream mm, yeah. which worked really well on Mixer we did it with Spy Shadow big up to Spy Shadow for helping us out with that co-streaming on Mixer is as simple as clicking a box and clicking and then typing in the name of the channel you want to co-stream with they get an invite they click yes well, and then suddenly you can arrange the screens for your your videos in any way you want there's like four different ways to arrange them you can have up to four people co-streaming at once and it worked really really nicely completely seamless mm-hmm. uh, the chats merge so you get like combined chat from both channels very very impressive so if you if there's someone that you um play co-op games or uh, multiplayer games with i would highly recommend doing it i think you can do it through the xbox as well i don't think you have to be using um like a pc to to run all that stuff and it works fantastically i think i don't think you can do anything like that on twitch and that's a real it's, um, it's nice unique selling playing a game where you're kind of versus somebody then you can see both perspectives as a viewer mm-hmm. like yeah pretty cool duty 1v1 or something that'd be amazing yeah uh, unfortunately we got stuck in a mission which was a time-based mission which you had to just basically wait for 15 minutes and then we had to do that four times <laughs> so we spent a lot of the time just sitting around i don't know why neverwinter had that mm that mission and you couldn't do anything else yeah, that was, that was all to get more quests to we even needed to finish that quest or be level 20 and we were level 18 yeah we were 18 and a half weren't we I think so um, we have now finished that quest yay so we can move on to um, doing some more stuff next time we stream that and then yesterday we played two games that are both uh, <laughs> quite a lot of fun actually the first one was Infinite Mini Golf which we played uh, against each other to start with is a sort of cartoony uh, mini golf game so you have I think it said there was currently 6,000 or so different holes uh, that you could play. Because yeah, you can, you can create your own hole. Yeah. Dave's getting excited. So you create your own hole. Not that sort of golf hole. Have a peek at it. Again, it seemed a little bit grindy. We got five achievements in the hour for 100, and we were going for some of those. But there's a lot of courses. You had like casual, normal, and hardcore difficulty levels. Just quite an enjoyable game. Lots of if you wanted to play online in, on multiplayer, there were quite a lot of um, like course uh, tweaks you could make, so you could allow each other's balls to hit each other, <laughs> uh, which adds an extra <laughs> dive, adds an extra level of um, 
of complexity to it and you could also like have a shot clock mm -hmm. so you could limit it to like five seconds or ten yeah, seconds we, for each shot we limited it to ten seconds initially didn't we but it didn't really it wasn't enough time give us enough time, get enough time because you couldn't over oversee the thing as you're playing each um hole there's like stuff that gets in the way all the time there's, there's loads of power-ups you can get so you can get a magnet which if you if you're near enough to the hole you can press the magnet power up and it will suck it in or pull it in <laughs> But there was one level that I just kept, I just kept rimming, like just constantly hitting the rim, spinning around the rim, and popping out again. Constant rim, rim fest. Good. <laughs> Let's move on to Conquer. Oh, by the way, Infinite Mini Golf. Um, we got five achievements for 100 Gs. It was fun. Yeah. I think it'll be brilliant as a little couch carp thing. But it does have online mm -hmm. as well. Uh, Conquer Master. This is a game unlike any other I have ever played in my entire life. <laughs> it's like snake except rather than hitting a bit of food and eating it and extending yourself instantly you've got to circle around the food or for people in this case yeah so basically it's like a dance floor top down view you stroll in with some funky music playing and you're the controls are weird so it's left trigger to turn your character anti-clockwise and then right trigger to turn them clockwise. And that's it. And they constantly move. Uh, if you hold down both triggers, then they run in the direction they're facing. So it takes some get, uh, quite a lot of getting used to, to be honest. As you groove around the dance floor to this funky music, you have like a power bar, and that ticks down. And what the whole idea of the game is to build up a conga chain of people dancing behind you. <laughs> this already sounds so weird, but it makes sense when you're playing it. Um, so by in order to add people to your conga chain, you dance around them. So you, you as you dance around them, their little um, power bar comes above their head. And if you move away from them, then the power bar will decrease. And if you stay close to them while you're dancing, eventually it will fill up and they will join your conga line. And then the longer your line is, the more the easier it is for you to add people to it because the line snakes around behind you. As Jack says, it's, it's a bit like snaking in the way it works. Um, and therefore, they they remain in contact with someone dancing for longer. So you can get into a bit of a... It, sometimes you'll find a situation where there's like four or five people scattered around quite close to each other and you can form a path between those five people. And if you complete... if you keep following that path you can get all of their power bars gradually going up and up and up and as soon as you add more people to your line especially if you do it in a combo so if you add like two or three people within a short space of time your main power bar goes right up and the idea is that you have four different things that you have to fill each of these people has a different symbol above their head and you need to fill up all four of these things and at that point the disco doors will open and you can get outside at which point an alien ship comes down and tries to collect your conga line, tries to suck up all of the people that are in your conga line, and you have to pump the left trigger to run, and then press the <laughs> B button, I think, or maybe even the shoulder button, to jump over the various pigs that are coming towards you in the way to distract you. It's a, it's a very, very difficult game to explain, and sounds totally weird, but it's actually really fun to play, but we both struggled with it. Mainly, I think, because of the controls are quite tricky. Also, if you if you accidentally bump into one of the people you're trying to um, add to your conga line, you reset their power meter, which is quite annoying because you you do find yourself doing that quite a lot, especially when you've got a long conga line because you can't. It's quite difficult to see because there's hundreds of people like following you and you're snaking back on yourself. Uh, it can be tricky to see exactly where you are, but super weird 
I mean, people say that you don't get original games coming out. This is the most original game I've played in a long, long time. Uh, and I had a lot of fun with it. Jack, did you enjoy it? Yeah, yeah, I thought it was really good. Um, the controls, as you said, they were a little bit difficult to grasp initially, but you definitely got into the swing of it, and music definitely helped, because the first few... Yeah, it's got some you... very like cheesy music. Each level's got different music. Yeah, we were playing that in a different location. the um, first few attempts, but as soon as you had some headphones on, you were listening to the audio, it definitely helped. It's it yeah, great, just the overall concept, and as you say, it's a totally original game, something I've never seen before, and it, yeah, it was good. It's good. Okay, so check it out. Maybe watch that video that will be on YouTube, because um, you will get a statement from that, if nothing else. Uh, nine achievements for 175 gamer score during the hour. Uh, we have streams booked in for this week. We have Grid. Which uh, retro enhanced, which is like a 3D. It looks a bit like Aero, Dave. So you should um, be quite excited about that. Grid retro enhanced, like fast-paced music. I'm not sure if it's music, rhythm, action, but it's certainly quick. And there's some techno playing in the background. Um, uh, shooter thing. Uh, then we're playing Vostok Inc. Both of those will be Tuesday. And then on Thursday, we're playing Mr. Shifty, which looks really good. And Osa, the insult simulator, which I know nothing about, but has possibly the worst title of any game I've ever seen. Uh, All of those will be on Mixer, will be on the Mixer tab on your Xbox. Uh, So come and check it out. We'll be giving away copies of all of those games. And certainly Vostok Inc. is scoring really highly uh, amongst people that have played it already. So I'm looking forward to that one. Uh, It looks like a, a very different set of four games this week, which should be cool. I think that's it from what we've been playing. Jack, you've played Japanese Singularity for one. Yep. I played Slime Rancher for one. So let's move on to regular news. The big thing this week was the new Xbox update hit for the insiders. The new dashboard. I don't know if you've been lucky enough to see it yet. Uh, no, I haven't actually. Okay. Um, it's. I watched some vids, but I haven't played it with it. It's pretty atrocious, I'm going to be honest. It's not... I've been pretty impressed with all the updates you know, that they've done each time. The new versions of the dashboard, you can kind of see where they've been heading and improving stuff. And then this one just seems to go totally against everything. It's a, People are saying a little bit, it's a little bit quicker. I, I, I guess it is, but I've had quite a few freezing. That might be like a bug, you know, just because it's in, still testing. <laughs> but a lot of the core sort of like functions of it are just weird. Top of the screen now, you get like a big half the screen probably taken up by a big section that's just like what you've been playing last. There's nothing in there, it's just a big white text saying the name of the game or the app you've been running, and that is it. And then there's like four little bars under that one's the last game you've been playing, and three are pointless kind of social features and ads that you wouldn't really, you know, add somebody you never spoke to in your life. Yeah. Yeah. Interrupt somebody's party just randomly because they happen to be playing a game that you played in the last three months and and weird stuff like that. Then underneath that, there's like a bar that's like, you know, your last played game. And then there's another two ads for just like Games with Gold, which I've already downloaded, but it's still there. Like a Games Pass ad. They should be able to tell that, shouldn't they? They should Uh, know what what you've got. I mean, it might be because it's in testing, but it's just the the ads and it actually says sponsored underneath it, and it's like you know for particular games or Games Pass mm-hmm. or just been it seems, and they're like the two biggest of these little, I think these six little boxes for your last played games. They've cut the pins down in half, 
So if you had a lot of pin stuff, that's all vanished. Like I used to pin army games at the front and like, you know, Netflix and stuff mm-hmm. like at the bottom. Yeah. So half of that's gone. So you can't find it anymore. You have to go to games now. And then the most weird thing is that you can customize the homepage now, which sounds great in theory. Like you can add a friend or, you know, a particular game that you might play a lot of. But when you do it, it takes up like a whole screen on the dashboard. Mm-hmm. And like, if you add a friend, it's just got like a, the, their gamer score, I think, and like uh, some of the last played stuff, but there's nothing that you interactive or anything on it properly. Then if you add a game, I, I added Rocket League to test it. There's a link to start the game. There's a link to join a club. And you know, if you want to join a club, you probably joined it already by now, I think. And then yeah, exactly. the weirdest thing I got was there was somebody must have commented on the game's hub. So I had a comment from, a, I think it was 150 days ago in Spanish. Yeah. <laughs> just what you really want. And it, it like it just and then the worst thing is the actual guide, everything seems to take more button clicks than it used to before. Like, uh, if you're in a game and you want to see your achievement list, you press the guide button, you go up on the list of achievements, and then it just shows the achievements, yeah? yeah? Now you have to go it's it's changed from sort of like vertical list to horizontal list, which is fine. But it's weird how they changed everything to vertical, then they changed the dash to horizontal. It just seems backward. <laughs> but then you, you go across to achievements, and then you've got a. When you go into achievements, you have to click a button to go into the actual achievements. It, it just seems weird. When you log in, you go to the log users screen, then it gives you a list of. Instead of like just listing all the users, like your profiles on your account, on, on the console, you then have to click a screen to take you into those. Right, okay. So we did read a bit about this from one of the guys that was involved in the UE. Um, And basically, they they were struggling with the speed of it. And the issue is um, they were preloading all of that stuff. Um, So by putting it behind another click, it's only going to load it when it needs it. I imagine they might tweak it. But the speed boost that you get, like, I don't know, it might be 10, 15, 20% faster, but I never thought... It's not like I ever clicked friends and was sat there for 10 minutes going, come on, where's my friends? It was just there in a couple of seconds, whereas now I did, or less than a second probably, but now adding the clicks, it just seems like it's longer, even if it's speeded up the actual like re- UI refreshing. It just seems to take longer than before. Right, okay. Well, that's annoying. <laughs> but it is the alpha ring. It's not the final version. Um so hopefully they will tweak it, make some more changes based on the feedback. I mean, that's the whole idea of this stuff, really. If everybody hates it, then um, hopefully they will change it. It won't be so bad if it. It just seems like a, it. just seems like a lot of wasted space, mm-hmm. and then okay. too many useless things. Do you know, I, if you want to make it customizable, make it you know customizable for like add all your friends there or friends you play with. But having a f- one friend take up a full screen just seems like a wasted yeah. space to me. Okay, well, make sure you fill in the feedback. I have done. <laughs> um, also, on a similar theme, they've made some changes to the Insider program. Yeah, so they just I think they're just making it easier for people to get in and test rubbish dashboards. Um, <laughs> so, there's, basically, they just, uh, they've added these four levels of... So like membership into the Insider program. You've got the Alpha, which is invite-only, and you get the latest updates and... Like you're going to be testing stuff that's broken quite often as they fine tune it and fix things. Then you got beta, which comes a little bit later after the Delta and Amiga. Anybody can join the Amiga one. 
Um, and then they've done some weird stuff. They, they announced how, how many updates you'll be getting <laughs> and the bandwidth usage. Did you see that? Oh, okay. Interesting. No. Council members, do you reckon there's 20 updates a month and it's about eight, 60 to 80 gig bandwidth a month? Jeez. So if you're on a paid plan... 20 <laughs> updates a month? 15, it says that flight preview alpha, 15 to 20 updates a month, 60 to 80 gig bandwidth. I suppose they're getting a bit extreme, aren't they? Because they don't want... If you are on a bandwidth cap, they wouldn't want people to... Uh, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, they're exactly supposed to be one a day. If on the <laughs> yeah. I've never... Maybe they're just setting the, that really high, just in case. I've never noticed yeah, that. Yeah, I'm not going to get kind of an update every couple of weeks. Maybe they're going to just increase the frequency, but... I've got mine to instant on, so maybe I'm missing something. Mm, maybe they're downloading the background for you, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, I wouldn't want to have to sit there every time I want to play my Xbox and wait for an update. It has done quite a few times to me though. Like I've got mine set to instant on, so everything should just happen in the background. But you know, quite often it'll ask you to download the update, and then it time for an update. Oh. Yeah, and then it valid validates the update, which takes longer than downloading the update, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then it installs it. So sometimes it takes a while, but them's the breaks if you want to test new features. Yeah. Not that bothered, really. For <laughs> everyone, that just works. Okay. And then something that people have been asking for for a while has finally arrived. Yes, yeah, Spotify is now on the Xbox One. I think it was previously on the PlayStation 4 for a while, and people were going, where is it for us? But now it's arrived. It is there. I saw it in the store earlier to download. I've not tried it. I know you two are big Spotify users, so I can guess it. Yeah, I use Spotify all the time. I haven't bothered. I mean, to be honest, when I'm playing a game, I generally just want the game audio it yeah unusual for me to want it, it could be great for something like forza like if you're racing around a track or yeah i suppose that's true if you're grinding if it's just yeah. some something in the background but if you actually listen to the game audio like playing call of duty and trying to listen for footsteps behind you in an online match or something like that yeah or hours, yeah, or hours. yeah. um definitely forza that's a great shout actually because i find myself listening to the radio or football or something normally when i'm playing forza that's a good one they might be able to do so. Something. I shall do that. Like, um, do you know, Horizon Three? Money you could link in. Yeah, groove. What was it? Yeah, the groove. Groove music. Obviously, that's Microsoft on, so They're probably going to put a bit more emphasis on it. Doing very well, I think, as well. Groove. Yeah. yeah see adverts for it all over the place. It'd be great <laughs> if, it's not, if they did an update with that functionality in Horizon Three. That'd be amazing. I will check that out for um, Forza Seven. Yeah. Oh, did we got the story about Forza 7? I saw something I hit Twitter last night. Let's just quickly mention that while we're talking about it. Forza 7, if you pre-order it, you can get a pack for Forza Horizon 3, uh, which I can't remember the name of it. It's Hoot, Hooters or something. Not, No, it can't be Hooters. That's the strip bar. <laughs> something like that, beginning Who. Uh, and it comes with uh, 500 gaming score, uh, 25 achievements, I think, off the top of my head. That was announced last night. We'll get a story up today. Yeah, well, if you pre-order it, you're going to get the cars in both Horizon 3 and Forza 7. Oh, yeah. Okay, that'll be back, it. So it'll be in both, but I think it'll, it's probably, it must be available separately if they're adding Gamer Score. If yes, you, quite. I, I will be pre-ordering on the back of that. It's not just the Ultimate Edition, is it? Did you see what it involved? No. I, the I, Ultimate Edition is probably about 80 quid. Yeah, <laughs> so you can play it days earlier than go on holiday when it comes out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which is what I did last week. We are going away in October, isn't it? I bet I end up doing that. <laughs> okay, what else have we got, Dave? Probably the oddest announcement of the week. Fallout 4, which launched in 2015, uh-huh. is now getting a Game of the Year edition. <laughs> That's bizarre, isn't it? <laughs> 
It just seems really odd. Like they've taken the time with that Game one. Game of the next, but, um, next year edition. It's, yeah, it's got it's, it's going to come with all the the various DLCs. There was like the I think there was about five or six in total. And have they announced um, any pricing on that? Because I know the DLC was pretty expensive, wasn't it? Yeah, I think the season pass was like forty quid, so there's no pricing yet. But I imagine it's going to be like a, a forty pound game, yeah, substantial game, discount. Yeah, um, and, and that's coming on September the twenty sixth. That is a weird announcement. Isn't it? But there's going to be another. I wonder if there's going to be. I wonder if it's optimized for Xbox One X or something. I wonder if they got a whole because it was PC as well, wasn't um, it? Yeah, I bet there's a they were pushing the VR stuff a lot, weren't they, recently? Yeah, but. Mm. Just seems like an odd move, like so old. But say that they they bring Skyrim to everything. You can get like Skyrim Microwave Edition now and stuff, can't you? So they're not they're not against putting games out and bringing them everywhere. But there we go. If I'm you, not, get, I'm not buying that. You don't play for that for Christmas. <laughs> You'll get into you can get the Pit Boy Collector Edition of it as well. So that's going to be another million oh, pounds. Yeah. Point Battlefield One has joined the EA Access Vault this week. Yay! So if you haven't played that, it's well worth paying for a month subscription for whatever it is, three quid, four quid, and playing tips. it. Yeah. Brilliant game, brilliant campaign. Good, Multiplayer's good great. Yeah. There's stuff coming out for it as well, isn't there? Yeah, there's there was them, there was them night maps revealed not long ago. Yeah. There's a bigger update that we're going to see in that Gamescom. We are. With lots cool. of stuff in. For Honor is going to be free to play this weekend. So, I might have a go at that, you know. I've never played it. Yeah, I mean, if you have, if you haven't tried it, it's well for free. I'd definitely recommend downloading it and giving it a go. It's for gold members only. It looks like they've giving it a try. Put all the bundles on sale as well. So if you uh, do play it and like it, you can currently get the game half price. Okay, cool. And I think all the servers have sorted out now. They had issues, didn't they? Initially, yeah, they've, they've, made, they've switched from peer to peer to dedicated. I don't know if the dedicated servers have come in yet, but I know they're planning on doing it. I imagine that's why they're doing this. If they, I, I wouldn't have thought they'd risk it. As it a um, as a word of warning, if you want to play it for free and like achievements and completions bothers you, you are not going to complete it in a weekend. It, even if you play twenty four hours a day, because you got to do stuff that over weeks and stuff like that in it. So that there's not that many achievements tied to that, is there? Uh, I think it's probably about three, uh, three or four, I guess. Nothing to trouble me then with my completion percentage. <laughs> no, Matt improved it. Okay, and then this is tied to one of our questions this week. Middle Earth Shadow of War has announced the market. So reading into it, it looks like it's uh, microtransactions that aren't going to sort of like adversely affect the gameplay if you don't do it, but they will speed up things that you might have to do in the game. Yeah. So you can basically. So you can purchase better stuff for your orc army. So this is slightly different to the first game in which um, you were pretty much a sole adventurer doing all your stuff on your own. This time you need to build up your own army, and seemingly you can buy loot crates and various other bits and bobs that will. Which you can either buy through um, earning coin in game, or you can buy gold through actual purchases with real, real, real Wonga. And yes, you will be able to improve the power of your army and you can also i think uh, get xp boosts as well yeah which will speed up your progress in the game um which is a bit of a i feel like this is a bit of a first i, I think beck said that um dead space 3 had similar stuff i thought it was a first for a single player 
campaign game. Um, and it's probably not something we want to encourage too much. There's a lot of people that are quite upset about this. Yeah, it's getting a lot of fun. Um, I'm in a terrible situation because I love the game, so I'm definitely going to buy it. Or I love the first game, so I'm going to buy this one. Um, and I'm also the type of person that is quite happy to... Well, not happy, but is very willing to buy anything that will cut down on the time I have to spend <laughs> with the game. Most <laughs> time is quite limited. So if I have to pay like £10... Or I have no idea how much it's going to be. In fact, that's the issue with this. It's not even you're purchasing something that you know you're going to get. It's like random crates. Yeah. Which is terrible. So you could end up spending money and then not getting anything that's actually beneficial to you in the long run. So I don't know. I mean, I'm pretty upset about this as a whole concept, really. I, I don't want to play a game for 100 hours to have to finish it, but I don't really want to have to pay an extra 40 quid just to reduce that down to 50 hours <laughs> in order to in order to finish it in a reasonable amount of time it's bad for me it depends on if they deliberately made aspects of the game grindy you know like, so that yeah i mean we'll find have, out when we play it but yeah if you need to have loads and loads of gold that's probably going to take you 50 hours to earn just to get a slight advantage and they've deliberately made it that way so they can shoe on in microtransactions so that you might go, oh, for a fiver, I'll speed it up a bit. Yeah. If it's well, that's like what that, I'm sure they're doing. If, it, if they've deliberately made it grindy like that, then I'm, I'm totally against it. If it's, I mean, the first game was reasonably grindy. What was it, a 35-hour for the main story, something like yeah, that? Yeah, I guess that's quite so, a lot. Yeah. Boo! Anyway, we're playing it. We're playing it a uh, week on Tuesday. So we will know more. Um, although we won't presumably have to pay buy a loot crate <laughs> give me some euros yeah that would be terrible uh, <laughs> but at least we'll know more whether the, the game is any good which I guess is, is key no one's even going to consider microtransactions if the game's toilet so yes watch this space we hopefully will be doing some podcasts from Germany um, unfortunately the accommodation we have doesn't have great internet so we'll be relying on the press center at gamescom for uploading any stuff we do which might make it a bit trickier given the fact that they've booked so many appointments we're never going to have time to be in the press center but we will do our best to get some audio over to you at some point uh, to enjoy and we've got so as i say we've got a lot booked in um so it would be good good to talk about them before we forget everything <laughs> which can happen when you're seeing so many games in a short period of time uh, but we will endeavor to do our best uh, is that the end of the news? I think it's time for backwards compatible news. Oh, wow! But before we do that, the owls have set off the air raid siren in the garden. <laughs> um, <laughs> we're giving away a game. What game are we giving away, Dave? This week we're giving away a code for a game called Wick, which is one you Wick. haven't streamed. Yeah, so it could be good. It could be bad. It could be anything to do with John Wick. I don't think so. It's but it could be potential. Game, it's no, a what game? Horror. Ooh, scary. So no uh, under 18s to enter this. <laughs> All right, so the, I'll do the, the first bit again, then we'll do the, the last bit later on. So the first part is 3QYVD3H4G2 XFXGY. And then carry on listening for the second part. Cool beans. Thank you, Dave. Um, Jack. Quiet week on the back compat. You can't get to say this quite a lot this week, unfortunately. Yeah, we've had um, two batches. <laughs> 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 anyway. 
like quite a few this week. Just about yeah. where I can work. Fourth title was on Tuesday. And we had Deadliest Warrior of a Game, Disney's Bolt, and Fighting Vipers, and then Batman Arkham Origins as well, but that's currently only for the disc-based version of the game. Okay. So if you own that digitally, that's a no-go at the minute. But I imagine it might hit digitally at some point. And then on Wednesday, um, we had Battlefield 3 become available digitally. And this is a game that has been back and back since January, but it was only available for people that had EA access. But now anybody can buy it from the Microsoft Store. Or Xbox cool. One. Good game, Battlefield 3. The, uh, um, thanks it's like Jack. Battlefield 1 but future three yeah. times <laughs> so uh, <laughs> Let, did no Modern Warfare 2 appear no no Modern Warfare 2 did appear <laughs> there's only one website you can trust for back and pack news uh, if you want to get there first you need to look for the 99th most visited <laughs> video game website in the world <laughs> Uh, it's trueachievements.com, um, the largest independent Xbox website. Just saying. <laughs> End of advert. I should be on like tell you did like a little segment. Shows. Um, okay, let's move on to the mailbag. It's been a bulging sack. Like I've just never seen it bulge this much. But we've um, we've stripped it down. But we are going to do seven questions, which I think is the most we've ever done. So uh, thank you for all your questions. Question of the week, Dave. Yeah, question of the week is from Tim Holmberg. He asked, are exclusives going away as developers realise the potential of lost revenue by being exclusive to only one console? Now, this is a great question because it starts with the premise that I'm not even sure is true. Are exclusives going away? I'm not even sure they are. I mean, they certainly seem to be on Xbox. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But I think Sony uh, continue to love their exclusives. And maybe they are. They, They did used to have a lot of little indies. Stuff like Journey and... Uh, other things like that. <laughs> there were a whole raft of racing games that came out that were only on PlayStation that were like, um, I suppose like what you call arcade games, XBLA type games. They were little indies that came out on PlayStation. They were only available on PlayStation. Um, and there seems to be a lot less of that now. I think Microsoft have courted those indie developers fantastically well. And a lot of them are now part of the ID program and have switched over, which is really cool. But certainly Sony seems to be continuing to believe that exclusives are, are a very important part of their platform. Stuff like Uncharted and uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, uh, Wipeout recently, all three of those that I've played in the last uh, few months are, are still going strong and they, and they do big things for the platform. Xbox still continue to have their core exclusives. I would count Forza, Forza Horizon, Halo, and Gears as as the key ones. I'm struggling to think of any others. But I suppose Fable, um, kind of, you, you could say Crackdown, yeah. it's come back. Um, so actually, I'm not actually sure that exclusive are going away. I think there's probably just as many as ever this year. A lot of the ID stuff doesn't come out on PlayStation either. Uh, I know that some of those are of variable quality, but there are some gems in there. I don't think Candleman ever came out on PlayStation, and that's an absolute belter. Mm. The question about the lost revenue is interesting. So <clears throat> I think that probably applies more to ID. So I think, well, I'm pretty sure um, a lot of these studios that develop for one platform and one platform only will be paid to do so by those um, platforms. 
so Xbox will obviously they have first party stuff uh, Halo and Gears and Forza is sort of first party as well they will be incentivized not to release that stuff or there'll, there'll be no thought for the first party stuff to come out on other platforms whereas I think Sony um, for Naughty Dog they're not strictly first party are they I guess you call them second party yeah. they will be it would be paid effectively the money to offset any loss of revenue through not releasing on Xbox. I don't think you could pay that much though, because you think the amount if you were selling like twenty million copies on another console, that's going to be way more than a company could offer you. Well, why would they take? They're obviously giving them. Might be. Yeah. Who owns the rights to stuff like Uncharted? Is it Sony and their Naughty Dog and for the them? Or... No, Naughty Dog and the rights. Mm. No, they'll, they'll be given a huge... Yeah, they'll yeah, probably they'll pay more. Know, yeah, a huge imagine. incentive, definitely, because otherwise they wouldn't do it. Um, but I suppose it comes down to how the developers work before. If they've only developed on that platform, what's the point in investing time and money in figuring out another platform? What's the point in getting people well, for to more do sales. that? I suppose you're always going to take a hit initially if you move to another platform. You don't get that many, like, you know, EA Activision, them people doing... Stuff like I remember in the past, we, like Mass Effect was early on. Was that Xbox exclusive? Yes. And then you had stuff like Titanfall One, Xbox exclusive. Yeah. Obviously paid for. So maybe some of the third party big publishers aren't doing it so much because it would yeah, seem that's fair actually. That's fair. more time. What Tim is referring to. More time than we are actually full on exclusive to one console. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's probably the way it's going now. So they will effectively get the best of both worlds. They'll they'll give you six months where you're only on one platform and they get a nice bonus bit of cash for that. Uh, and then ha- still have the opportunity to release on the other platform once that time exclusive is, is gone. Um, so yeah, I don't think they're going away. Um, I, still, I still think the system sellers, like if I yeah, exactly. decided to play a PS4, it'd be purely for Uncharted and The Last of Us. And you know things I can't play on the Xbox, so I'm sure it's still worthwhile. But yeah, I think it's harder for Xbox to become the system seller if you've got a PlayStation. Yeah, I don't think the exclusive lineup is as good. Uh, what will be interesting is when the X comes out and games, in theory, could be noticeably the same game could be noticeably better on Xbox. There does seem to be more before. emphasis on that, don't they? You know, like third-party games are best on this system. Yeah, that's where they're going with it because they haven't got the first party or the exclusives to to compete. Well, I mean, I don't PlayStation think. were doing the same, weren't they, early on? I, with PS, yeah, but well, they didn't have a lot of exclusives at the time, did they? <laughs> Not at the start. No, they didn't have a lot of games. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, good question. Really enjoyed um, reading that and thinking about that one earlier. Next question, Dave. Okay, uh, Ian Triplo. As regular streamers now, have you found that that this has affected how you play off-stream? For example, the urge to play in brackets Jack is covered. It's not just Jack. It's me as well. I've been exactly the same. So last night, my missus said, I'm going to bed early. And I was like, oh, I could play some games. But we just literally finished streaming for two hours. And... I just wasn't. I just wasn't in the mood. I've, I've got. But I also think it's to do with there's not a lot of new games coming out at the moment that I'm really into. Yeah. Uh, I think if there was like a a big title that I was really into playing, then uh, I'd be straight onto that. But I think I think I need a new game. I think that's that's what it is. I need to get a new game that I'm really excited about and, and spend some proper time on that. But there doesn't seem to be a great deal coming out at the moment. 
that has floated my boat. Jack, yeah, pretty much the same. I'd, um, it's kind of, I think in my head, oh, yeah, I could play games, but as you say, it's like, uh, well, we've just streamed two hours of games. I could do something else instead, and I'll be, I don't have that urge um, like I did before. But mm. yeah, interesting. I think as soon as I think that will change. I think as soon as there's something good, and Gamescom will get me straight back into it. Gamescom is always a, a huge enthusiast boost. Um, and Dave, you, you're doing something cool by playing Leapfrog, which gets you doing something every day. You know, you have to, to yeah. stay in the contest. It's a bit which weird good. for me at the minute because like, until Leapfrog, Leapfrog's probably the only reason I'm playing games at the minute. And it's a bit weird. Like, a, a, I'm a similar. I'm not streaming, but do you know when you, you're thinking about games all day and achievements yeah. and stuff? <laughs> As opposed to like being a porn star, you probably don't want to go home and have sex. Do you? It's very, very like being a porn star. <laughs> so do, doing, thinking about games and achievements all day. Having done both. It's kind of like, <laughs> I, I want to go and watch... Oh, I, did, I, did, I got a 4K What's TV. Porn? I got a 4K TV, so I've been watching rubbish TV that's on Netflix. It's 4K. 4K. <laughs> <laughs> Dave is prepped for his Xbox One X. Yeah, so that's been, that's good. How are you enjoying it? Pretty good. Like Sky and that, you don't really notice it so far. But I mean, it, I think the the weirdest thing for me is that the picture's so clear and so sharp that it looks like you're there. But you don't get like the sense of depth perceptions like you do when you're looking properly. So it looks a bit weird to me at the minute. Still kind of getting used yeah, to it. Yeah. Okay. What size is it? <laughs> <laughs> you're totally fifty-five. Fifty-five. Okay. Yeah. Same as mine. Um, I I found that I sit too far away to really make a difference. Plus, my eyes are a bit a bit flaky these days. I, I don't like wearing glasses when I'm watching something. Do you know, like when when I was looking at like the sky menu and stuff like that. The, the, with it be, I don't maybe it's just because it's slightly bigger than my old telly or not, but sitting far away, I can see things a lot clearer now. Yeah, I, don't, I think it's a lot yeah. So I think all the Premiership football will be in Ultra HD, so you might notice. Yeah, um, starts tonight. Up. Premiership back tonight. Does come on, Leicester. <laughs> I, think I speak for the whole country now. <laughs> um, next question. Uh, this one came through a uh, message on site. The one true Glenn. Uh, he has. Dang. Which ben game? Hoddle, it could be. Uh, which, <laughs> which game attack that he's registered to the site has the most completions and how many? And which has the highest completion percentage that has over a hundred thousand gamer score? Okay. Okay. Interesting question for Glenn Hoddle to ask. I would have thought it'd been more football related, but I will answer it anyway. Fortunately, on true achievements, we have all of this data at your fingertips. You don't need me to look this up. So we have site leaderboards, which are on your main menu under the leaderboards section. And if you go to site leaderboards, you will see a list of all the different leaderboards we show. Uh, one of those is called Gamer Com by Completed Games. So if you click on that, you will see that currently for the DLC setting, uh, DLC I own, which is the default for the site, the leader is at the moment Smirnoff with... 1,755 completed games, which is a fair amount of completed games. Pretty staggering. Uh, you can also adjust those leaderboard settings for um, the other DLC settings and uh, change the platform. You can look at just Xbox 360. You can just look at just Xbox One, Windows Phone, Windows. You can look at specific genres. So you can see who's completed the most shooters. And you can even look based on your region, so you can see um, who's the best gamer in the USA for completed games and stuff. And you can track all that st stuff too, so you can set up a little tracking bot 
um, to, to track your progress in those leaderboards. The second part of the question was about completion percentage. Again, we have a completion percentage leaderboard, um, which at the moment you have the leader for um, the entire leaderboard who is more than well, at least more than double anyone else on that board, which is a true legacy. He has a completion percentage of 100% with an incredible 25,783 achievements won. So he must be like, every time, when you've got that many and you're that far ahead of the leaderboard, obviously it's based on percentage, so the moment he starts a new game, yeah, he, must. he will drop off the number one slot. So he, I imagine he's focusing on games that he can start and complete within a day or so. Um but yeah, on that leaderboard, you also have exactly what you just asked about um, the minimum game score requirements. Because obviously, as you say, you could have someone that just played and completed one game that would be at the top of that leaderboard. Uh, so you can choose the minimum game score. Uh, there are various levels, 5K, 10K, 20K, 50K, 100K. Um, so have a play with all those leaderboards. All the data's there for you to enjoy. Thanks for the question, Glenn. Uh, next one is from James Dinsdale. Uh, I'm currently trying to persuade my girlfriend into gaming more. What are the best couch co-op games for both Xbox 360 and Xbox One? Uh, I've got one definite suggestion, which is Overcooked for the Xbox One. I know uh, I've tried to play it with my missus. She didn't particularly enjoy it, to be honest, but I know there's lots of people out there that really do enjoy playing that couch co-op. Um, I don't know about 360. Have you got any 360 ones? Uh, they're not necessarily couch co-op, but like, um, do you know the, the rock band guitar oh. and stuff? They're great. For oh, of course. Great selection, yeah. And a lot, choice. a lot of the party games, you know, like Fibbage and stuff that you can kind of play on your phone, yeah. they're, they're mm. a decent laugh. Um, I was thinking of... Um, yes, I would second the rock band. I was thinking of Minecraft. That's quite a... You can play a split screen and you can work together and build something then. It's like a bit of an accomplishment. Oh, Build a romantic life together. It's easy so you don't have to fight enemies and stuff like that. <laughs> but what I think it might be a good idea is the, the party games genre on site. Genre, yeah. yeah. And have a look at that on the leaderboard and start it by user rating. Obviously, not all of them are couch cops, some of them are single player, but there's a lot of stuff like Vibbage and Jackpot Party, Jackbox Party Packs and stuff on there that are great. I think if you've got a couple of people there to have a laugh with. Connect as yes. well. Connect games are quite fun, aren't they? If you've got a couple of people to laugh at you. Yeah. Um, what was that um, one that came through with the... Was that with Xbox? Connect Adventures? Yeah. That, that was that was quite good fun with two people. All sorts of different stuff to do in that. Um, good question. Thank you. All right. A uh, couple more to go. Uh, Overhunter, what game are you more excited for? Wolfenstein 2 or South Park, The Fr- Fractured But Whole? Um, South Park's been delayed again, hasn't it? So that's probably uh, Wolfenstein, probably because it's closer to actual launch. If that's true. Okay. Don't know. I don't actually know what case. Dave, you got any thoughts? Wolfenstein, just because I don't do RPG turn-based combat games, so I won't play. I won't. Yeah, I was just about to say that. So I've played both South Park the first game and Wolfenstein. The New yeah. Order, was that what it was called? Yeah, there's a New Order. I think it was called that one. Um, I loved everything about South Park, but I found, apart from the combat, which I just found so alien to me and so frustrating and annoying, that I just gave up with the game in the end. I just I couldn't get past this one 
fight and it just wound me up so much that I gave up, which is really annoying because I really enjoyed the humour. I enjoyed the, I thought the graphics were really cool. It's just basically like being in the cartoon of South Park. Um, whereas Wolfenstein is just a regular and good first-person shooter. So I will definitely say uh, Wolfenstein 2, unless they've completely changed the combat in the fractured butthole, but I don't think they have. Okay, and last question is from Jack. Not that Jack, a different Jack. Got confused. And he asked... (laughs) (laughs) Will the... (laughs) Jack asked, can I have more holidays in the pay rise? That's what Jack (laughs) No. (laughs) Jack asked... There you go. (laughs) Will the Xbox One X have the set home Xbox feature? I'm just going to go out on a limb and say yes. I'm just going to use the same... Kind of cool it's exactly the same OS, yeah, so exactly. it will be have all the same features. I hope it does, but they allow you to still have a home Xbox One and a home Xbox One X. Why? Well, because like right, so I've got two Xboxes there at home, and one set to the home Xbox, so everybody gets gold on it, and everybody can play all my games and DLC. So I just buy everything on my account; kids can play it. The one in the dining room. The kids can't play online without a gold subscription. They, you know, they can't play a lot of the games unless mm-hmm. it's a disc, unless they sign me. In oh, that's so, interesting. so, like it, a lot of people, if you think if you've only got one Xbox and then you buy an Xbox One X and you stick your other Xbox in your bedroom, then people might not be, have the same benefits. So, I think if you're going to have two separate systems, it'd be good to have the. So, you'd like to be able to set both as for home for your account? I think the way the best way it'd be because I understand why they've done it, you know, to stop people, you know, like having 30, yeah, the 30 home Xboxes and everybody in the street having free Xbox Live and stuff. Maybe do it by, <laughs> do you know, if they could do it by IP or something like that, and everybody gets gold on the IP or something mm-hmm. like that. So that'd be the best way. I think. Yeah, and that kind and of works, works, but again, yeah, it'd be issue what if you like in a university halls or whatever and everyone shares the same IP. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Um, achievement list. We've had a number of achievement lists. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we've had the, uh, the Batman games for Telltale one that Dave's been playing. Oh, we've had the full list set for the Xbox One and Windows 10. Um, both have the same achievements. Both are just for playing through the story. You've got 30 achievements in total. Is it? Is that not on the 360? Uh, it hasn't came out on the 360 yet. I don't know if it's actually planned to right. or not. But maybe they're stepping away from that and they're going to do some engine upgrades or something. <laughs> Whoa. Could be, uh, Careful. Could be good. Um, then we've had Mega Man Legacy Collection 2 with 21 achievements. Another ACA Neo Geo title. King of Fighters 96 with 12 achievements. Um... Madden NFL 80 with 40 achievements Absolute Drift Zen Edition with 20 achievements this looks like your kind of game Rich this is kind of micro machines I was going to say this sounds like a driving game drifting around a course to try and get the best time I don't really like drifting you could just drive I suppose Absolute Drive Zen Edition (laughs) (laughs) Um, we've had another Artifacts Monday game Event Tide 2 Sorcerer's Mirror 29 achievements don't knock twice with 28 achievements red out with 34 achievements the escapists 2 with 40 achievements and this morning we had battle of the bulge (laughs) (laughs) it sounds like a weight loss game it's a fast paced world war 2 shooter 
Oh, okay. So it's based on yeah. that as the actual battle. Okay. Um, the Escapist One was a very highly yeah. regarded game. I never played it myself, but lots of people Second really like that game. Too. And we've had some DLC as well for Call of Duty Infinite Warfare for both the Xbox and Windows 10 version. We got the new Absolution DLC with eight achievements for 200 games. Wicked. Okay. Um, new releases. We have uh, today Jump Step Step. Which sounds like it should be a dance game, but I don't think it is. Um, and then next week we have some DLC for Minecraft Story Mode, Episode 2. We have Agents of Mayhem, which we are doing a review for currently, I believe. Uh, or will be in the next, <laughs> the next couple of days. Um, Sonic Mania, Observer... Circuit Breakers and Conan Exiles on Wednesday and then next Friday uh, Agents of Mayhem comes out in the UK along with Thumper which we have played in VR on the PlayStation before and is a sort of rhythm action uh, first person flying shooting game type thing it's quite good I mean, although probably much better in VR than it would be without VR I would imagine and that's it and then the week after that it's Gamescom week yay yay Cool. Okay. Thank you for joining us today and oh, have go. a wonderful weekend. Oh, and we will before you start, I need to do the second half of the code. Oh, oh yeah. No, There's more codes that. to come. Do that next week. Do that next week. <laughs> I love <laughs> a letter and episode. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the second part of the code for WIC is D-Y-X-P-H-D-4-V-V-Z. There you go. Go and grab it. Have fun. Cool. Good luck with that one. Um, we will see you next week. It's our last show before Gamescom. Have a wonderful weekend. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye. Bye.